0: Hello, and welcome to the Story of Self podcast with your host, Mariah Wickham. This is the podcast for women who've wondered what they are on this planet to do, or perhaps you've done a lot of things and you still feel like something is missing. You've come to the right place. We will chat all things mindset, purpose, focus, and how to get more out of your life without doing anything more. Let's dive into this week's episode. Hi, I'm so glad you're here. Today is episode eight, Your Thoughts About You. I'm going to start out with a little story. Uh, So we became licensed foster parents about, oh, it's been about eight years now. It's been about eight years. Um, and one of our foster placements became our son when we adopted him at age eight. and um, that was in 2015. He was adopted in 2015. And it's been a journey. <laughs> it's been uh, a lot of struggle, a lot of um, a lot of effort to create create that attachment that wasn't there for the first, you know, seven and a half years of his life. Um, and so during, during those hard times, um, I would so desperately want him to know I loved him and I would so want him to know that my feel, how strong my feelings were for him. Um, I'm not going to go into all the years and all the things we tried before we got to him. Um, I'll save that for another day. But because of that, because of the extreme things we went through, when he finally came into our home, and then it was, and then we were able found out we were able to adopt him. I mean, I was overjoyed. And I wanted to pass on this feeling to him. And so I would I would say to him, you know, do you know how much I love you? And I love you so much. And I would express this so much. And often his response was, no, you don't. And at first this was frustrating because I was like, yes, I do. Right. Like I wanted him. I wanted him to know so much how much I loved him. Um, But over time, I just let him I just let him have that answer. And I didn't um, I didn't resist it anymore or fight back or argue with it. I just let him have that answer. And then one day it hit me you know what he it's because how it's because of how he feels about himself that he can't see or accept what I'm offering to him and so I said that to him one day and I said you know what my job is to love you and your job is to accept that love or not and I just left it at that and I did remind him of that a couple more times and over time i haven't heard it as much over time i haven't heard the arguing back of no you don't um and it's been a long time so i've had to have some patience to get there um he's he is 15 and a half now um, but i can express to him i love him now and he doesn't he doesn't argue back even once in a while and i really cherish these moments Every once in a while, he even says, I love you too. So the point of sharing this story is that he had a hard time accepting that from me because he did not feel lovable. His thoughts about himself made him believe that he was not lovable. And Of course, that was due to some things that have happened to him, his past and the trauma that has gone on and the loss that has gone on in his life before he came into our lives. But all of us are the same way. We all have things in our past. We all have experiences that maybe led you to believe certain things about yourself. Maybe you think you're not lovable. Maybe you think you're too fat. Maybe you think you're awkward Maybe you think maybe you think you're not very smart. Maybe you think you're um, too loud, too much, too whatever. Okay, these all of these thoughts that come into our mind about ourselves do they do definitely have to do with things that have happened to us and experiences. But your identity and your self-concept, the way you think about yourself, is one of the most important things uh, to pay attention to. Because it will determine what you receive in life. It will determine the opportunities that happen in your life. It will determine how much money you can make in your business. It will determine the quality of your relationships and just everything. Like, like I honestly i am getting a little bit weepy. Like, I'm feeling emotion in my eyes because of how strongly I feel about this. How you feel about yourself. What you believe about yourself. Will make all the difference in the world. So let me just share a few things today that will help you to catch your brain and manage your brain a little bit more about how you think about yourself, your thoughts about yourself, okay? Um, and i hope I hope to get you thinking so that when your brain goes down that path, it's a default thing to think, "Oh gosh, I'm such an idiot, or oh, my word. Why can't I ever get this right? I want you to meet those thoughts and those experiences with so much compassion. And I want you to be more gentle with yourself. And I want you to offer yourself so much love. And you can manage these things that pop into your mind about yourself and believe greater and more sustainable thoughts about yourself. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about is how we are storytellers by nature all of us have storytelling brains <laughs> and because of that and i'm a, such a storyteller so i actually love this fact but i have to be really careful as well and and so do you uh because we're storytellers by nature we love <clears throat> we love a full loop okay so what i mean by that is if um if we if we're looking at someone else as like the hero or someone so great or we're admiring someone we tend to then Peg someone else as the villain, because we need a full loop. We need we need the whole story uh, arc. And so we need to be careful if we're admiring someone or putting someone up on a pedestal that then we're not creating us as the villain. And this happens a lot. you'll you'll notice <laughs> that like, oh, if she's successful, it must mean that I'm not. Oh, if she's a good mom, because she did X, Y, Z, it must mean that I'm a terrible mom. Or if my husband is always the one being so patient, it must mean that I'm the horrible one and I'm the, I'm the cause of all the problems in this relationship. So you can see in all of those examples how we are creating us as the villain when we put someone else as the hero in the story. And that's because our, our brains really want a full loop. Our brains want to fill in all the details. And so you can start to manage this and be aware of it and go and catch it before you're making it mean anything terrible about you. You can say that mom is amazing because she did X, Y, Z and so am I. And or you can say my husband is so patient and shows up for me all the time. And I'm the one that plans things and I'm the one that gets us out of the house and does fun things. You can have an and instead of a like polar opposite and making you the villain. But do be aware that your brain wants to tell a story. Your brain wants to fill in all the parts of the story. Um, When we don't know the whole plot, when we don't know the end from the beginning, our brain will fill in those details. I promise you this is true every single time. So catch yourself and, and check in with yourself and say, is that really true? Is that really true? Could I take that fact to like a court of law and everyone would agree with me? And so often, my friends, it's just a story. So often we're filling filling in the blanks with our own perceptions and our own assumptions and our own uh, other insecurities even. And that is not necessary because when we do that, we start to feel awful about ourselves. When we start to feel awful about ourselves, life changes and our interactions with other people change and the opportunities that are in front of us change and, and what we pursue and what we think we can pursue changes. So be careful about this, um, about, about your desire or your knack, your brain's knack for wanting it to be a story, to fill in all the parts of the story. Um, very similar to this is also how our brains and our souls, our hearts, even we want to create meaning out of everything. And this is just a human nature thing. We all want, and some of us more than others, I would say I'm on the extreme part of this spectrum. I want everything to have meaning. And I've done that since I was little. I just know that's who I am. Um, and so you might not be as extreme as me, but we all do it to some extent. We want to create meaning out of everything. It's what gives us purpose. It's what makes us, uh, makes us feel good in the world. It, it makes us feel like there's a, a greater reason for everything. But, um, the problem happens, the problem happens when your the meaning you create causes you to feel poorly about yourself. Okay. Uh, let me tell you a quick story. One time I was at a soccer game. It was an indoor soccer game for my son and I saw an old friend and she was approaching me and I even thought she was looking at me. And I said, Hey, Elaine. And I said it several times and she got close to me and still didn't acknowledge me. Still didn't look my way. And I had repeated myself multiple times and she just kept walking. Um, and I was like, huh, that was a little bit weird. (laughs) I thought, she must not want to talk to me. I started creating meaning about her her behavior that and I made it mean that she didn't like me. I made it mean that she must be mad at me. I made it mean that I must have done something that that made her mad. I mean, I was creating all kinds of stories in my head because this is what we do. This is what our human brains do. They create meaning. Well, not long after that, I saw her again, and I was talking to her uh, in a totally different context. We were sitting on like benches. Um, in a in a stadium type thing, and she turned her head um, to she totally moved her head completely around, and she said, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm deaf in that ear." And so she like moved her head all the way around so that she could hear me from the other ear. And that's when I realized, oh, that's what happened that day. <laughs> that's what happened when she was coming towards me, and and it felt like she was completely ignoring me. I was just on the side of her head that she was deaf like the ear that she was deaf in and so she probably didn't even hear me she probably completely didn't know i was talking but that's such an it's such a good um good such a good example of how we create meaning out of things that happen and often so so often that meaning is directed at us in a derogatory way it does not have to be that way we can manage our brains we do not have to accept that as truth we can manage our brains and just go oh i see what you're doing here but we don't need to believe that we don't need to accept that um so that's really what's really what our brains will continue to do if not managed if you don't start paying attention to the stories we're telling and the meaning we're giving things we want to be more aware of that because there are things just like the story of my son there are things we can accept and and things that we can receive in our lives if we think that we are worthy of them, if we believe those better things about ourselves. Um, Another thing that is important to know about your brain is that it wants to be right. It wants to be right more than it wants to feel good. Your brain is just about thoughts and data. Um, Really, it's like our heart and our soul that are more about the feelings And so our brain just wants data. It just wants to be right. And so it will continue to scan for evidence to back up what it believes so that it can be right. So let me give you a couple examples of this. So if you, uh, if you're like, I don't have any friends, right? Like I don't have any friends. No one wants to hang out with me. That's something that goes through your mind. Well, then when you show up places or when you go anywhere or when you're around other people your brain is like scan 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 and it's looking for evidence so that it can back up that belief it's it's wanting to gather the evidence so that you can confirm yes see i'm right so if this is your belief and you go somewhere where there's you know other people and you go and show up and you're like scan, scan. See all those people over there are talking to each other. No one's coming to approach me. No one wants to talk to me. No one is, no one's interested in me. Um, that person walked over here, but then they walked right past me. This is what happens as you scan, 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 and you're, and you're wanting to find evidence so that this belief can be true. Your brain wants to be right. Um, uh, one of the really, uh, r- fun, I guess is the right word. One of the, one of the good ways you can do are helpful, I guess is a better word. One of the helpful things you can do on, in this situation is to ask yourself, well, what else could be true? If I had done that with my friend Elaine and I had said, oh, well, well, what else could be true besides her ignoring me and her, and her might being mad at me? Well, <sighs> I I probably wouldn't have considered that she's deaf in that ear. But if I was open enough, if my brain was open enough and I was allowing all the options under the sun, then I could have considered that. So we want to think and consider what else could be true. So if you're in a, a place and you're really wanting to reinforce this belief that I don't have any friends, no one wants to talk to me, what else could be true? maybe they're thinking the same thing maybe they want someone to come and approach them 9 times out of 10 i guarantee that's the case so you can be the one to go and approach others right go be the one that's interested in others go be the one that starts the conversation and connects with people in a way go be the one to crack the joke and get people laughing and and you know be the um one to break things up so it's not so it's not so awkward. Um, and even just acknowledge it. <laughs> I find that to be the best icebreaker ever. Just acknowledge it. Like, isn't it so awkward when we're all standing around and we don't know what to say? <laughs> right? You can be that person. Um, another example of something you might believe, um, where your brain really wants to be right is in a marriage. Okay. Um, this, and this is pulled right from my own marriage. So this is a real example of, I'm always the one, I'm always the one to plan things. I'm always the one to make sure things happen, make sure we get out the house and go, you know, have date night and be together and have connecting experiences. And let me tell you, my brain, for some reason, wants that to be a problem. My brain wants me to believe that my husband must not love me if he's never planning or, um you know I'm just exhausted and I'm sick of being the one that's that's always planning or I wish someone else would be the one to care about this and you can see how this causes <laughs> this can cause a lot of tension in the relationship and it's not the fact it's not the fact that I'm always the one planning that, that that's the problem it's it's my thoughts about that that's the problem and that's that creates the tension and that creates other negative feelings. But because I believe this sometimes, right, I'm a little more attuned to this and I'm a little bit more cognizant of it now and I can catch it. But earlier in our marriage, I wasn't. And so my brain would scan, scan, and then I would just find all the evidence, right, to just back it up that I was right. And so I wouldn't acknowledge that my my husband actually, you know, presented a, a some idea like, Oh, let's go to this concert or let's go to this community festival or let's go to the library. We love that by the way, that (laughs) it sounds so nerdy, but we are so okay in our nerdiness. We'd love to visit public libraries. We do that. We do that a lot for our date activities anyway, but that was his idea. Um, he was like, Hey, let's check out all the public area public libraries in, in the area. Now, if my brain had still been stuck, uh, which which it still does from time to time, it just doesn't do it all the time anymore. But if my brain had still been stuck on that all the time, that like I'm the only one that plants things in the relationship, and why can't someone else do this? Blah 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 blah. I would never. I wouldn't even acknowledge that. I wouldn't even like take it and recognize it and and be able to be grateful for it because right. Scan scan. I'm looking for all the evidence. That I was right. And I'm and I'm basically dismissing anything else because that's what we do. That's what our human brains do because they want to be right so bad. We're going to dismiss other things that might also be true. And we're just going to hold on to the things that are that back up what we believe. And by the way, another side note here is that our, our brain really does want to lean to a negative bias. It really um in order to survive needs to find those things that are back up negative things more more often so that that's good to know as well so anyway i hope these things have given you some pause have given you a, some things to think about as you consider your thoughts about you it makes all the difference in the world to walk around with positive feelings about yourself it will increase your relationships. It will strengthen them. It will give you better opportunities in life. It will help you just feel better. I honestly, if that's the only reason, that's good enough. It will help you feel better because it's our thoughts that create our feelings. And so if you're looking for a more satisfying life, if you're looking to come home to yourself, really consider your thoughts about you. All right, my friends, we will see you next week thanks for joining me on this podcast if you want to take this work deeper and receive specific help for something that's on your soul or mind go to my website at mariahwickham.com and book a beginning call or you can send me an email with your questions you can email at support at MariahWickham.com. We make Just Create a whole episode around your question. As we part, and until next week, never forget that at the center of every success is the story of self.